said that before. Like yeah. assessment, I think, is the most mystical part of teaching. I, I probably said that yeah. on the show, right? I like agree. somehow I've got to get inside students' head mm-hmm. and figure out what they know and try to understand how they understand something. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. So of course that's going to take time. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroll. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Your feedback and your ideas are important. Friends, I know it's almost Christmas because there's cookies sitting on the table in front of us. And <laughs> snack time. It's snack time. So it was like, a work day today, and I provided high support and high accountability <laughs> by being there for questions and providing snacks. I love it. Yes. A great teacher. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies, never the wrong thing to have. David and Abby, the big news for us is that we are now officially being sponsored by the Center for Yay! the Advancement of Christian Education. So that's not nothing, as you like that's to right. say, Dave. Absolutely. It's definitely something. And the Center for the Advancement of Christian Education is often re- referred to as CASE, and we want to thank them for partnering with us and supporting us in our work. Before we go any further, we just want to share a few things ab- about CASE. So CASE is a vision of, Sid and, of the Sid and Carol Verdorn Foundation, Dorn University, and Christian school thought leaders from around the world. Their reason for being is to walk alongside Christian schools who are committed to teaching from a biblical perspective. They exist for the sustainability, improvement, innovation, advocacy, and promotion of Christian education at all levels of learning. As it says on their website, among the rural villages of Central Africa, there's a proverb that states, you can go faster alone, but farther together. Case believes that this piece of wisdom is critical for edu- Christian education to flourish throughout the world. Just as the African villagers picked up new wisdom and innovative ideas as they traveled through the region, Christian educators can do the same. CASE is dedicated to facilitating the process of sharing best practices in Christian education, collaborating with Christian school thought leaders, innovative practitioners, and Christian education supporters of all shapes and sizes to promote, innovate, advocate, and improve and sustain Christian education at all levels. If you need support with uh, leadership searches, strategic planning, want to learn more about uh, the Teaching for Transformation framework, or just more about CASE, we encourage you to visit www.case.org. And Dave will put a um, something in the show notes about Absolutely. that, and maybe we'll consider about what, yeah, how we partner with them more formally in the new year. But we just want to thank them mm-hmm. um, for supporting Absolutely. us in our work. I guess that we have a sponsor. It's taken us 101 episodes, but we've, <laughs> we've officially arrived. <laughs> again, so. Hey, Dave and Abby, we have we have two weeks left, or less than that, actually, in our semester, wow. and campus will empty out here really quickly, um, and there's lots of work to do still. Um, but I'm just wondering, kind of as a check-in, when you shut your door here um, in a little while and take off a bit for Christmas break, what's one thing, small or big, that you're just really looking forward to at Christmas? Mm-hmm. For me... 
It's a small thing. I love getting up early in the morning and turning the lights on on our Christmas tree. No other lights in the house, just the Christmas tree, and just sitting quietly while drinking a cup of coffee while all my kids are still sleeping. And I love watching Polar Express and It's a Wonderful Life with our family. I love, I just can't wait to do those things turn the lights on mm. in a dark house and watch a watch a movie with our kids all around how about how about you abby is there like small thing yeah. or something that you're like ah this is this is good this is yeah. this feels good those are good questions um i i am a homebody so i love to be home i i think i told both of you this story but i have i have a soon to be 13 year old oh boy and on day i think three of Thanksgiving break, she looked at me and said, when are we leaving the house? <laughs> and I said, I'm good. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know where you're going, yeah. but have fun. Oh, that's awesome. Right? So yeah. I am very much looking forward to not having to be places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So just yeah. in in my house with with my kids my husband is he I have a husband who works in the real world so he doesn't get a break as he likes to remind me often (laughs) so it's usually me and the kids but I I really enjoy just being in my house Cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Uh, we've got a bunch of uh, just silly little family traditions, and one that I, I love, and we, we keep doing this, even though our kids are all grown up now. Um, when they were little, uh, we would uh, bundle up on Christmas Eve and get them uh, into the back of the car and bundle up with blankets and um, you know, travel mugs of hot chocolate, and we'd drive down the road to another town that does a whole lot of Christmas lights. Mm, cool. and, and we still do this. They're, yeah. they're 20 and 18, yeah. and we still pile them yeah. in the car, and, and we'll go drive around. And it's just one of these silly, ridiculous yeah. tra- traditions. Right. their family does uh, but it's just joyful and yeah. I, I look forward to that every year yeah, yeah it really it really strikes me like our kids are now our youngest is turning 18 unbelievably and our oldest is 25 and we'll have a few days together thankfully at Christmas time and it really strikes me as they get older they don't want to do many new things mm-hmm. over, yeah. over the holidays. They actually want to do all the old things. So, mm-hmm. like, even on our Christmas tree when we were decorating it last week, it was all about the old ornaments. Like, oh, I re- and it's just storytelling and mm-hmm. memories. And so um, we have ornaments on our tr- Our tree is so Charlie Brown in terms of the ornaments. It's like <laughs> there is nothing new on there. And our kids would have it no mm-hmm. other way. They That's love right. they love yeah. the old things. So I, I can appreciate driving yeah. driving with hot chocolate with twenty right. year old kids to look at Christmas lights. Seems silly, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, you you um, have an interesting topic for our discussion today. So yeah. this morning, maybe you can provide some context and tell sure. us what we're going to try and well, talk about. We'll see how this one goes. This feels like one of our old school episodes from yeah. way back at the beginning, <laughs> where I just dropped a topic yeah. on you when we came in here. But so I was recently talking with a friend of mine who is a rising school leader and he teaches in a in a K-12 setting and he was sharing with me that their school is doing uh, I guess I'd call it an assessment audit I don't know if there's a better yeah. term for that um, they're just trying to calculate like how how many instructional minutes during the school year they spend on assessments hmm. uh, which I thought was a very intriguing idea and I kind of like to think this through for myself anyway so he was just giving me the for instance like so if they have about a hundred instructional days uh, during the year they're right. on block schedule um and so with, with that hundred instructional days it makes it pretty easy to kind of calculate and it got me thinking like okay out of a hundred instructional days like let's say i'm a math teacher and i teach 
12 units in the year. So that would be 12% of my right. curriculum teaching days would be tests. tests yeah. Right. Yeah. And in addition to that, I probably give quizzes and a bunch of other things. And I can just imagine, I'm thinking back to when I was a middle school math teacher back in the day. And like, I bet it was probably 25% of my hmm. teaching time that was actually like formal assessments, tests and quizzes and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking more broadly. Like, I wonder what that would look like if we would actually try to document it, uh, maybe even here and now teaching at the university level, right. but even for K-12 teachers. I'm just curious. What's the right appropriate amount of time to devote to assessment, I guess, is, is the real question that I'm wondering right. about. I don't know. I was dropping yeah. that in front of you. What, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I would, I would wonder what, how we're defining assessment. Oh, okay. Say more. So you you mentioned like formal assessments, tests, quizzes. Mm-hmm. I th- also think of assessment as every time that my students do a reading assignment and prepare mm-hmm. a response and come in and I have them do table discussions, I walk around and listen sure. for their ideas and what they took away, right? And then I often have them put their thinking up on a whiteboard, mm-hmm. each group, or th- I have them elicit, res- I elicit responses from them and I put them up on a whiteboard, right? So all of that to me is informal assessment. Mm -hmm. of what did they take away from this reading? Where are we going to focus our time today in class? And for me, that's assessment. You know, we always talk about assessment of learning, assessment as learning, assessment Mm -hmm. for learning, right? So for me, that's my assessment for where are we going to focus our class time Mm -hmm. today and what misconceptions or ideas do we want to explore in a discussion? So if I'm using that rubric as assessment, then it's a very high percentage of yeah. my class time, right? Because I'm I do that almost every day. Sure. Some sort of what'd you take away from this? What mm-hmm. are you thinking? Like Which thinking I, through their responses. I really appreciate that take on this, yeah, because I was initially just thinking of those very formal things, like things I would grade. Yeah. Right. right. And right. and like I'm not gonna grade a class discussion. But No. Like, and I, I don't grade it either. No, exactly. And that's yeah. what I'm hearing you say too. Yeah. But just like what what incredibly valuable information you get about right. what students are actually thinking in right. process too, not yeah. not in a summative kind of way at the end necessarily. Yeah, yeah I guess I guess as you were talking, Abby, I was thinking um, in, in a way, like, we're never not assessing. Right. Like, in a sense, like, so in a sense, it's, hey, it's a really high percentage, actually. In a, like, depending on how we're defining assessment, because I think the same thing. It's like, I've learned a lot of different protocols in my four years from Abby. Go, go, mo, or, right? Like, back-to-back, feet. like, those are all putting things on the white. Go up to the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Share your learning. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all, you know, my, my students formally have to write a paper every two weeks in my class. Sure. Right? So there's a, there's a formal assessment, and there might be some other formal assessments in terms of entry tickets and exit tickets. But I also think you're always, you're always assessing their learning. And actually, in some ways, by assessing their learning, I'm assessing my teaching or I'm assessing my pedagogy mm-hmm. and, right. and what works. So we're, but we're giving them time to self-reflect. I'm self-reflect. Like, so assessment just feels like it's, it's always happening. But... One of the things that I wrote down that, um, as you were talking, Dave and Abby, is like I used to be a principal before I started working here, and one of the things that um, I kind of made a connection to as you were talking about is this. And I'm painting with a wide brush here. This isn't all the teachers that I worked with, but but it struck me as teachers who really did a lot of assessment 
One of the questions I, st- I can remember wondering about was, I, I wonder what they're afraid of. Or I wonder mm. what they're scared they're scared of. And I don't mean that as a criticism. I mean that in terms of I wonder what expectations they're feeling yeah. and where are they coming from that leads them to feel like they owe that they need to be doing f- if we're for, if we're if we're talking yeah. about formal Formally. assessments mm-hmm. that we need to be formally assessing. So I need to think about that. So as I think about uh, about um, you know you sh- you shared your, about your friend, it makes me wonder like hey I wonder with 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 intention or maybe unintentionally is there pressure being communicated from school leaders because mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Folks, we need to do well on this. We need well. What teachers hear then is you better spend time getting your kids ready for this test. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a publicness to it. Like in British mm-hmm. Columbia, we had these standardized tests, and and sure. that those results were made public. And boy, I felt that as a principal, and I'm sure I I communicated that um, to teachers somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe there, maybe it's a high stakes environment where students are trying to get into prestigious schools well as a teacher you feel that right right right. you feel that around your subject maybe that maybe you're in a a high stakes subject or it's a gatekeeper course and you're like hey like for them to get into the university they want to they need to they need Mm. to get a certain grade and for them to get to that certain grade i feel like i have to i have to teach to that test so that they they Mm. do well or or even review day so that's what i wrote like is like like um, because I think, oh, like, what would happen if we didn't assess as much? And would they feel in some ways, would that be harder for them? Because it's like, I need to, I, you can't control much as a teacher. So <laughs> <it's>, assessment <laughs> right. is sort of, you feel a bit actually is one way that mm-hmm. uh, gives you a yeah. bit of control. Because right. I know where they're making mistakes. I know where they're, so that would be one question I mm-hmm. have is like, is this, and not in an accusatory or, and not even in a negative way, are they, Knowingly or unknowingly, is there some anxiety that, like, what if my students don't do well? In, well, right. Right? And that's yeah. real. Like, I, oh, yeah. that's totally real. So, yeah. so I guess more information that I don't, you know, like, how are right. you finding assessment? Mm-hmm. But what expectations are, are they feeling? And does that correlate to why they're assessing so much? I, yeah. I smirked as you started saying yeah. something along there, Matt, because my friend, when we were talking about this, said he, he was wondering the question, right? So are we teaching students? Or are we teaching students to take tests? Yeah. And, and that kind yeah. of is a little bit of yeah. that, right? Like yeah. when you feel that sense of pressure or that fear, yeah. like I got to make sure they perform. Yeah. So then we teach them strategies yeah. for how to do well on the test. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I, it, I understand that, but... But it does make me wonder, though, are, like, is that coming just from within a department or is that actually coming from school, like, say, yeah. a school, school leadership or is right. that, like, a, or the community even, right. right? Like, those, we feel those expectations all the time in different ways. We feel it here as as teacher educators in terms of them getting jobs like they got to oh, yeah. be ready mm-hmm. like right we have a we have a job fair happening this week hey are they ready to interview like we like right. we're trying to control all these variables mm-hmm. and so it just yeah it just makes me wonder i just don't want like for me as we're going through this i want to be really because my first posture was like why are people spending so much time with but the question is why are they actually and there right. could be good reason for that um, maybe that we don't know about so I, I, I want to be yeah, kind I also think formal assessments are neater and cleaner and quantitative yeah. in yeah. ways that uh, 
informal assessments or not. It sure can be a whole lot messier to try to actually. I've said that before. Like assessment, I think, is the most mystical part of teaching. I I probably said that on the show, right? Like somehow I've got to get inside students' head Mm -hmm. and figure out what they know and try to understand how they understand something. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, right? So of course that's going to take time. But it is going to be messy to really know what they know and not just, like, can you answer these multiple choice questions on, right. on a paper, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and it, yeah, like, if, if I think about that, even as you're sitting there, Abby, going like, oh, like, assessment four, ah, still, like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it is a lot, actually, mm-hmm. right? And, and I do think we are in an age where people want things quantified, like they mm-hmm. really do, do right? Yeah. And so... And there are things you cannot quantify. Yeah. No, well, I know. yeah, right. That, that's yeah. The, the real trick is to how do I actually measure the things that I care yeah. about, right? Yeah. Uh, that I mean, formal assessment should be about measure. There is a sense of judgment in the work that yeah. we do as teachers. Yeah. We have yeah. to be able to judge whether students yeah. actually have learned the things. Okay. So how do I measure that then? Mm-hmm. Well, then I got to make sure that I'm not just doing the things that are easy to mm-hmm. measure, but the things I actually care about, yeah. and that's where we should probably dedicate the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I think part of it too is I think just because. In some ways, the public nature of some some assessments puts this extremely high pressure on teachers. Like people are making judgments mm-hmm. about formal assessment results mm-hmm. and the and teacher effectiveness. And I know there's lots of research out there about that, but I also know, like I said, there's so many variables beyond mm-hmm. like a beyond. A, a teacher's grasp that it's just that is so tied into all that like you can't control you know like some of it's like the amount of resources you have or like right. parental support like any of that and and so I just feel like yeah so it's it's an easy line to draw between well if you're a good teacher your kids will get these grades well mm-hmm. if, again if now we're being evaluated on that I'm probably am going to teach to the test actually. Well, yeah, right. Because that's my livelihood, and, yeah, and like I said, people are pretty, and we live in a pretty hostile environment right now mm-hmm. around teacher education. That, um, yeah, it doesn't bode well for you to not do well, right? On some on some of those tests, so feels high stakes. It is like it even, is. even the non high stakes feels high right. stakes. Right. I think is maybe what I yeah like yeah. what I'm trying to say like. Mm-hmm. Everything feels like it carries so much weight. Can I ask you guys a question about assessment then? It's like, so how did you decide? Now, kind of just, how did you decide what to assess or how much time, like, what was worth class time of assessment Mm -hmm. and and not class time? Or, yeah, because I think that's part of it is, is like, what, like, what are we, how are we deciding what we're assessing? Mm How did, how did you do that? This is, this is an ongoing question yeah. for me. I feel like uh, I'm constantly re-evaluating, ha, uh, reevaluating my own assessment practice yeah. and saying, like, how do I ensure, like I was saying, that I'm, I'm making sure that the things I'm doing are the things I most highly value, right? I'm, I'm thinking ahead to uh, this new class that I'm teaching this semester is a core capstone course um, for a core program here at Dort. And, like, we've got some really high minded big picture questions that we're trying to answer in that class so what am i going to give them for their final exam it is not going to be a multiple choice test Mm -mm. because that is not going to 
honor the work that we've done and it's not going to actually get the information no. that I want, right? Like I could test them on definitions of words and stuff, but who cares at this point, right? right. And so I guess that's part of it, just trying to match like what, what actually assess the learning target, right? And in this case, I'm probably going to have them write a series of short essays um, that are kind of related to each other um, that get at the three big questions for the course right. and, and try to unpack that, right? And so it's going to be a lot of synthesis in, in that. So yeah. how do I decide how much time it takes? Well, I've got a mandated, here's the chunk of time you have to write the final exam. Yeah. So I know I've got two hours of time. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> spend, right? It will not take them two hours to write. Right? Yeah. But, but so sometimes it's that. We have external pressures. Yeah. But then how do I use that time yeah. appropriately, I guess, yeah. is the way that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backwards design, right? Yeah. So yeah. What, where do I want them to be? And yeah. usually that's my course goals, right? Right. And then yeah. my final assessments often are some form of talk about your learning toward each of these goals, yeah. citing yeah. specific examples, yeah. right? right? But, but I'm like an education that. course, so yeah. it makes sense that, you know, that doesn't work in a math course. True. Right. Because the, the nature of the content right. is different, the content right? is different. Yeah. Yes. So... How do you assess whether the assessments you are doing are effective? Hmm. Because I think for, okay, again, recovering high school English teacher, here's the vocab words. Yeah, right. Here's the spelling test. Here, give me the definitions. Here's the grades. Here, like, okay, you're you're doing well. You're doing okay. You're not doing well. <laughs> Looking back now, useless assessment, like terrible. <laughs> like, it was just... It, it was not tied into anything else. I was. I just wanted. It was. It was so random. Yeah. And it was like, but I never spent time thinking about if this was effective assessment. I just spent mm-hmm. more time thinking about the grades that, like the, mm-hmm. like quantifying right. Right. it. So for either of you, how do you assess your assessments? If I can ask mm-hmm. that. I look at the products that students give me. Yeah. Right? And yeah. if I if the assessment is producing a high quality product, yeah. then I'm pretty happy with the assessment. Okay. Yeah. Good. I think that's a helpful frame. Yeah. Right. right. Like if, if it's doing what you think it's doing, you should get the kind of evidence that you are yeah. setting out to get. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's maybe to to your specific question, Matt, I've I've tried to do that too, to just be a very reflective practitioner and look at like when I'm writing a test. Is this actually getting yeah. at my, my big yeah. ideas for this yeah. course, yeah. right? If I if I know I've got three or four or five or yeah. ten, ten's too many, um, like course yeah. level, like yeah. these are the big ideas, yeah. what Daryl DeBoer sometimes calls the 60-year learning, yeah. right? The stuff that mm-hmm. I want them to carry with them, not just yeah. for this class or not just for this test, yeah. but for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, then then I can hold it up to say, this is maybe my yardstick to say, am I actually doing yeah. what I say I'm yeah. doing? Right. I also think, like, I love aligning like learning outcomes with hmm. assessments yeah. yeah, and, and thinking through that and even clarifying that I was, my students are working and we had a work day, like I was talking about earlier yeah. and they're working on some of their final, um, module assessments. Yeah. And somebody came to me today with a question from the assignment sheet that I'm like, Oh, I need to rewrite that section of the assignment sheet. Cause it's not mm. clear. Right. Yeah. So I also think mm. the clarity with which I'm communicating what I want yeah. students to be doing. So I, yeah. I quick just as yeah. like for next time I teach yeah. it, I just edited it right yeah. there after sure. she left the table. And I was like, yeah. Oh, this is clear. Yeah. I like this better yeah. because yeah. it communicates better what I mm. want students to actually be able to do because yeah. it aligns with some program mm-hmm. outcomes yeah. that I really want to be embedded in that assignment. Yeah. And yeah. 
and I sometimes ask my students for direct feedback. Yeah. Like, did did this do what I think it did? Yeah. And like, I've I've written some bad tests over the years, yeah. you guys. Like, really, I've yeah. written bad tests, yeah. and the students will be very right. candid about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or even um, question analysis. Sure. Right. To like, look at the actual yes. items that you're asking. So right? everybody got this question wrong. Mm-hmm. That means it's probably the question and not the students. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And to have the courage to even ask yourself that ask yourself yeah. that right could right. this be something I instead of being like usually wow, it's me it's yeah, usually me yeah. if things didn't go well it's usually me yeah no yeah <laughs> friends we know that your time is valuable and we want to thank you for joining us today for another hallway conversation whether it's this day this week this month or this school year we hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of and we'd like to send you from here with this blessing May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. In the end, they want students to get good grades. Mm -hmm. So one way to kind of assure they get good grades, and and I'm not saying I agree with this, is, well, then we need to assess a lot. Right. Because the more more data I have... The, the more data I have, the more I can help them with That's their deficiencies. Right. The more I can help with the deficiencies, the better grades they get, the better grades they get, the better mm-hmm. schools they can get into. Mm-hmm. And less parent emails I get. <laughs> That's for sure. So Except true. for me, who I'm like, well, if they're getting good grades on crappy work, then... I know, but I don't... Abby, I... But honestly, do you... I mean, we could have a whole conversation...